I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A grain of rice. A grain of rice. If you want to tip the scale, just remember that then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. We're missing what the show is. Then we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Right, lads. Uh, how are y'all? Um, hope everybody is enjoying life at the moment. Uh, lockdown is easing. Uh, Tony Holan is warning us, I suppose, about increased figures and maybe staycations. And I, I was even looking at a price of a few staycations myself to frighten the life out here for for uh, myself and the missus. And and they're all adults now. I have a lady that'll be seventeen in in, in a week's time. And the other two are 21 and 19, like, so there's no use in three children, give us a family room, like, Jesus, I tell you, you'd, you'd be in Portugal, I'd be a fair bit quicker, but no, we're, we're doing a Zoom cast today, lads, uh, we've Larry, and we've Mark, and we've TJ, and we're going to be joined uh, in a while by Leash, a football manager, and the Nari's great, uh, Kerry's Mike Quirk who's obviously on the other side of the fence now, with the county manager, outside county manager as well, who's travelling travelling up and down from Tralee to Portlee. So we'll see what Mike's take is on a lot of the, the stuff that has come out. First of all, boys, the die has been cast. It's like back to our youth, uh, where we used to be the October bank holiday weekend, I think. The Sunday night, Sunday sport, uh, or after the news, where the draw would be out. And did you want to get... You didn't want to get the quarter-final match in Munster. <laughs> that was the big one, wasn't it? Two, yeah. days, two yeah. days to win Munster, like, but... The draw is made now, and we have we have Cork and Waterford. We have everyone's rivals anyway in Munster, but we've Clare and Limerick. I suppose yeah. big rivalry, TJ, and then the winners, the last two All Ireland champions on the same side of the draw. Like so, we just look at Munster first. I mean, who's it kind to lads? Like you know, probably sticking out a mile here for me and you, TJ. Anyway. Yeah, Dale, first of all, can I just say that we were back in the pitch last night in Gareth Blamboard and Oak. The grass was immaculate. Jerry Kyo is doing a super job there, right? I have my e-learning module complete, my health questionnaire ticked off, and I have to say, right, I am glass half full now. It was brilliant to be back. Yes, it was under 14s. Yes, it was only our first training session, but there was something really great about it. We were probably all management and players like newborn calves, but I have to say it was really, really enjoyable. Yeah, you have the TJ Ryan uh, PR job done now on the job you're doing. Absolutely. Very Spillan underage. Okay. <laughs> Let's move back to the Munster Championship Toronto. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> I, I, I was in Castle as well the other night and everyone was buzzing as well. Like. <laughs> the pitches were only open yesterday, though, I think. But anyway, that's another, t- another conversation. <laughs> yeah, well, we were uh, only, they were only out at the ball alley, which is outside of the oh, pitch. Sorry, you, know? Sorry, yeah, yeah. You, know, you were back for a walk, you know, was that? that was it, the walking walk area, the walking area, yeah, yeah. But anyway, the Munster Championship, um, like, look, there is something like real championship cut and romantic about this one chance to get to a Munster final here. It was always going to be difficult for the teams to get the quarterfinal draw. 
Cork being Cork, always get that nice side of the draw, Delo, as we well know. So, look, we've come up the tough end. Seven days later, having to play the All-Ireland Champions and then go and try and win uh, a Munster Championship is going to be very difficult. And in fairness, Paddy Power reflected it that way. Tipper slight favourites for Munster. Cork and Limerick joined second favourites. But very open championship. Very difficult for both Limerick and Clare to win a Munster Championship from the position that they're in in the draw. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Jesus. One oh, cork there. You must be delighted <laughs> with all that, yeah. Unbelievable. I, I don't know how how are the two of you now are going to gang up on me again today, and all right. Um, You're all right. There'll be a Kerry fella coming on in a while, and you can oh, give the oh. yara yara to each other. Yeah. yeah. Well, Matt, we, 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 we'll we'll it's a good draw for Cork. I, TJ, I was down in Welsh Park this year when Cork played uh, Waterford in the league, and Waterford introduced about ten new players. Uh, none of the big stars were playing, and they beat Cork. Um, by a point in, as it turned out, but Cork got two goals in the first five minutes of the game. And I, I was really impressed with Waterford um, uh, at that stage of the season. And, and they were having, and, and Austin Gleeson was starting to come back to his best. And the likes of Jamie Bound hadn't poked the ball at that stage. So I, I would be concerned, actually, TJ, with the draw from a Cork perspective, because I, I think everybody, no, no, no different than, than the lads around the group now, would say that, oh, that, that's a handy... It's not a handy draw for Cork. In actual fact, I think any team that comes up against uh, a team being trained by an outside manager, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stake for Liam Cahill in that game. Um, and, and I think from, from Liam's perspective, you know, from his, his future, we'd say, if you're, if you're Liam Cahill now having 221 All-Irelands under your belt, and we say Liam Sheedy... Um, Maybe, maybe on his last year, um, you, you'd never know. Um, I, I think Liam, I, I think uh, Liam Cahill will be eyeing up the Tipperary job in another twelve months, and I think he'll be making a statement with this Waterford team this year. But come here, look at your. There was going to be no handy draw in Munster, no per se. Like I mean, any of the teams you got, if you're a Cockman, right? But what you did get is you got the clean. Like I think, in some ways, now the weak thing, as he just says, puts a bit of a different perspective on Clare Nimerick. Right, they have the longest road to travel, and then only having a week to recover for the All Ireland champions is hard going because Clare and Limerick will be a fair old thump a match, no it doubt. Will. Right? Will, yeah. No, the only thing is the, the beauty of the other side is they don't have any jump on you in terms of a match previous. You have none on them, and it's the kind of clean game, if you know what I mean. Whereas yeah. even Liam Sheedy, I'd say, is a bit worried that if. Just saying, now they'd be fancy by the bookies anyway. Would they be All Ireland favourites? Probably. Slightly Limerick, um, maybe the draw has slightly altered that, but Liam Sheedy will be saying, I have no proper match, except they will have a couple of challenge matches, I presume, coming up to it. But I have no proper match, but they'll be able to test their system, their style of play, how, how much form fellas are in against Clare, and then I'll have no match going into it. Whereas for me, the Waterford Cox side is very n- nice, do you know. It's, it's yeah. the best you could hope for, really. But like it, it, it will feel the Cork and Waterford game will feel in some respects that there's a level playing field, that there's no extra game has been played, and both teams will come hopefully with their A game on the day. And they won't really know how fit they're going to be, how match fit. And, and I think we all know from playing on the longer you progress in the season, the better your touch becomes, the fitter you become. Um, and your timing obviously is a way better. And and we had Fergal Hogan on a couple of months ago, um, and as you remember, and he, and he would always make allowances in the league. He said that you know fellas' timing would actually be out, and he would always give players the benefit of the doubt with a late tackle and, and a loose holding and stuff like that. So I think a lot of that will play out, Anthony, as we see it. Well, like 
there's no doubt that one side of the draw, and I think TJ, you, you, you were quoted during the week as saying is lopsided. Yeah, there are two All Ireland, the last two previous All Ireland champions are there, Limerick and Tipperary, and then Brian Lohan bringing the Clare team, who were the farm team in the league up to the breakup, I suppose. So certainly there's, there's three teams there, and there's only one of them can play in the Munster final. They're, they're, they're all going to be cracking games, and I suppose that's the beauty of maybe the Munster Championship, and we'll discuss the Lens one in the middle, but like, like, Every one of those games is going to be attractive. And the question then is, are they going to be under lights? Are they going to be Saturday? Are they going to be Sunday? All that stuff is going to be played out over the next, uh, when, when the fixtures are made. Yeah, the other thing, Dale, I think, which is a big factor in the Munster Championship for me would be the crowd. Like, there's definitely times, I think, for Limerick that I certainly can remember in my time, but let's say maybe if you were either under the cash or let's say you were going well, right, and the crowd really, really get behind you and tear into the opposition, right, and the blood and thunder is up. It does have an effect, right? So heading into October, November, and we don't know what's coming down the track here, whether it's going to be a small crowd, a medium crowd, or whether everyone's in, or whether nobody is in. I do think it'll have a little bit of a factor because it's hard to imagine Clare and Limerick and Torlestale with no one there. Yeah, absolutely yeah. incredible. And even watching some of the, the Premier League and that, it's uh, some people hate turning on the sound effects, but I've actually found them nearly a bit therapeutic to be honest <laughs> to just <laughs> and nearly close my eyes because the soccer has been that bad in some ways but um, no you know I, 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 suppose, I suppose they, but they, and they, I suppose they will allow in a certain amount like like surely 10,000 people will be an acceptable level um, if, if social distancing can be observed and stuff like that and like we're still a long ways from October, yeah. and I mean a lot can change. We've seen a lot of changes in the last six or eight weeks as well, in terms of when the roadmap started to to come out and were introduced. So, I think the crowd, TJ, I suppose, with that, that at the moment we just don't know what the answer lies. But the biggest thing, and we might be discussing in a minute, like is that whether there's a coronavirus outbreak or anything, or if there's an uptake, yeah. or, or or if the numbers start to increase and stuff like that. Like, we're all very, very hopeful and we can now see uh, the hope that matches are going to be played. But this, all thing, this thing could be knocked in the head if there's, a, if there's an increase in numbers. Despite, like you see in the UK today, Leicester, the, the area has been shut down. So, I mean, we're not home and dry yet. We're, not, we're certainly not out of the woods. And I, I think we're in a very precarious uh, time period. The next four weeks, I think, is going to be very precarious because you have club players that are coming back now and from being a lot of isolation for three months and all of a sudden now fellas are coming together in a field. I'd just be a bit concerned that some, you just don't know where fellas have been and where, yeah. what could happen, you know? And, and we've had the confirmation from the Kilkenny County Board, I suppose the rumour was out there that, um, you know, a player from a prominent uh, Kilkenny senior club um, uh, has been, has been, uh, Positively diagnosed, diagnosed yeah. Um, and how, how to deal with that now, does, you know, because, you know, teams have been training, we all know, in public parks. And, you know, we were allowed to come together sharing groups of, of, of 15 for the last couple of weeks there. Were we, was that the rule with um, Leo? Yeah. Was it 12 or 15? Yeah. F- 15 at the start and then into yes. groups of 10. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously this guy might have been in contact. We don't, you know, you, you, things like this, like as you said about Leicester as well, like, yeah. You know where does that even leave their team even going forward and, and with contact tracing and everything like that? But I suppose we just that's why I've been slow to comment all along about opening pitches, closing pitches, making draws. I think this thing has been we just don't know. And like the time period we're talking as well for the inter county, 
that's real back to college time as well, which is the real gathering around the country of of the all counties coming together. You know, so I think that that's an interesting one as well. Where where what what will that bring? Will that bring spikes and and that and there's no chance of a vaccine anyway at this stage. That it looks like you know. TJ, I was going to ask you what's what's the new pitch like in a dare manner. Um, you would like it a lot. It would suit you. Uh, definitely not a raw officer. <laughs> no trees, no trees. No trees. <laughs> Bit of water, but no trees. You won't lose a ball. Yeah, <laughs> we're not giving away too much there either. I know, I know what's happening with the clear lads, lads. I, I, I hope Brian Lohan doesn't ring me now and shoot me for this, but they're actually not meeting at all now. I know Cork, if what I've heard, again, I'm going to hang no one. Is is the, all the Cork are doing is meeting once a week as a group and kind of doing a few walkthroughs, a bit of injury work if you want, a bit of work with the backs, you know, talking about various things for the time being anyway. Um, all the clear doing at the moment now, whether this will change or not in the next couple of weeks, because as you said, Mark, there's pressure coming on people when they hear about other counties. Um, is that I know that our own lad, Stephen O'Holler on the panel now, he goes to the Castle training and we the Fergie Lachlan training and our boys and it will be good training, you know, um, but Stephen will wear his inter-county GPS vest so that Brian and the physical trainer can keep an eye on the work he has done yes. Tuesday night, Thursday night, Sunday, whatever they're doing, yeah. you know, yeah. so if there's a little bit more needed that they think that they'll ask them to do a session themselves and they're not meeting up at the moment, you know, so um, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting um, it's, it's the, hard yeah, to call yeah, your, think, view, your, your view on that I suppose depends on which camp you're sitting in. Are you a club manager? Are you an inter-county manager? Are you a county player? Are you a club player? Are you a supporter, a mentor? Which, which camp are you in, I think, decides where your view lies. I don't believe that Limerick are training at the moment. I think that they're not back for a while. But I suppose, like what Mark said at the start here, if you're a fresh inter-county manager here trying to put your imprint on a team, right, like to, to get... Uh, your group together to go to walkthroughs to do the video analysis and, like that takes a lot of time and it's great time to do it now when you can do it over a period of one two or three hours so even though the vibe might be the teams are training they might be getting together but they might be actually out in the pitch hurling so there's lots of different possibilities here so we have to give the fellas the benefit of the doubt and on that stage you know we, we don't look at we, we see there larry like would you be from a tip point of view how do you see that draw? Like that you you know what I mean? That you you got it, you know, you know, you've no build up game. You avoid the quarter final, fair enough. But you've no build up game. For Liam and that like that they'll be meeting a, a Limerick or a Clare that'll be after coming out of a battle. Exactly, Dale. I'd be very concerned about that. Should they'll be primed, they'll be they'll be ready to take us out there after uh, after a tough game the week before. Like typically going into cold into that. I'm not sure it's all that much of an advantage, is it? Yeah, I would have thought, like, only for the week thing, I would have thought it was an awful disadvantage. To a, week, to be a week is a bit short, especially if it's six days. I, I, they wouldn't allow that to happen, would they? No, they'd surely be pushing for the eight days, really, with that, I'd say. Do you know, that they try and play, declare uh, Limerick on a Saturday, teach. And this Maybe. could be a factor, too, Dale. Like, if it was a wet Saturday evening, now, right, where the legs were going to be kind of going through murder for 70 minutes and they'd come out again eight days later, that would be tough going. Um, yeah, but like eight rather than six, like is what we're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does give you. Yeah. yeah, I take it like you can imagine at the moment that match is likely to be in Torles. So I don't think I think we have any definite fixtures. It, it would have been an Ennis if it was a round robin, right? And it will revert to that next year. But I'd say it'll go at Torles, under lights, 
because you're looking lads like at about a half four darkness time we're talking about like so yeah. if we're going you know unless we're going to be getting people gotten straight the way the dinner at eight o'clock to have a clear run of the day <laughs> <laughs> you know um but it is like it is going to be so i'm i'm saying probably that saturday night um of that weekend and then that you'll get you know and i would say like thinking about it now like we say turles must be unreal at the moment like you're saying your place is unreal tj and yeah. our place is unreal you know all the pitches are it's been a, it's been a, we, yeah, great, played right. a few games played a few games of golf jesus it's like augusta like back in kilrush like you know but um like, so Torless now must be incredibly good. Like, it's always good anyway, best, best day ever. Um, and you can imagine, like, if Tip only will say play their semi-finals, maybe, and final there. So, because Tip regularly use the rag and places like that, don't they, Larry? You know, for, for games like that. So, like, if they only use it for semi-finals and finals, like, Jesus, there's no, I mean, that pitch will still be in brilliant order unless we get to shaking a deluge or something. Um, yeah, but I suppose you would have to say, Anthony, like that all pitches now are in great order. Like, I mean, I know Parky Cueve, um, they did, they spent a million euros on doing it up. Uh, the, the, just the surface alone last uh, last um, Christmas, like, you know, and that pitch is just ready for action. Like, and I could see Parky Cueve possibly being used for like a good few games this year. You also have the the facilities, we'll say the 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 we'll say copper box section I suppose which is the only one in Munster at the moment that there is a there's a corporate element as well to the GA side of things so I, I can see Parky Cueve being used on a good number of, of occasions but I, I know certainly yourselves Dale you don't like travelling from Clare down to Parky Cueve you don't like getting in and getting out of the place like you know but it's just a hassle of getting from fucking Parky Cueve into the city map is the bit I have a problem with <laughs> yeah. I never had any problem, problem with the place no, I've got any good memories of that place I tell you yeah. taking on yeah. tape down there was great, it was a great spot for that no yeah. uh, and, and I, t- I tell you the truth like for me the pitch is all weather as well Torless is. is not all weather no, Turles is not Turles as we know from league games can get very heavy and you know slobbery and very but like Crow Park and Parky Heave are the very same surfaces now. Yeah, and and I, and I think actually as the year progresses, Anthony, I now I think the semi-finals and finals will probably be played in Crow Park, but I, I certainly think the qualifier games could be considered for Parky Cueve a bit like it was a number of years ago, a game on a Saturday and a game on a Sunday, and you you have you know just under fifty thousand capacity there as well, and you have the social. I, I think you'll you'll be able to do social isolating very easy in Parky Cueve as well. If if now obviously. Some counties don't like travelling to Parky Cueve because it's hard enough to get in and get out. But if you have limited, um, a limited spectator, maybe to 10 or 15,000 people, I think that would be potentially um, a great stadium to have it. And I think the, the ground, the surface will be excellent there as well, which would be great for hurling as well. The biggest, biggest problem I'd have with it, Mark, is the Greens going into government and they don't want the motorway going ahead from Limerick to Cork. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's no, it's no big hassle for the teams anyway, isn't there, TJ? Like, you have your guard escort and all that, like, you know, so for teams Hello. going there, it's no big hassle, really. Dillo, if you drive by the home of Hurling and Gary's plan, you have more away from Mitchellstown. It's a much better road, so I can advocate going that way to Cork, right? And I will go with Mark. Say we'll, we'll go down there. Not about our Mark anything. Pitch look great in the league. So I'll be very happy with that. Yeah. But, from Carrick from Carrick on leash to fucking Mitchellstown is much funder. <laughs> 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 except but, except TJ, we pass a few places that you frequented over the years <laughs> late at night. Good, good old places there to call into. Um, yeah, I, I, what, I remember going that way for a while when Bottevent was a problem, right? And uh, I used to be going down there doing the doing the pods below, and uh, 
I used to be texting Morris O'Brien as I was going, I'm just passing this place here, Morris, the Galtine or something like that. I'd say you have a few stories to tell about this place. Oh, yeah, Jesus, it's, it's good, for, it's good <laughs> for them along the way. The only thing I will say, just to happen what Max said there, right? For, well, certainly for the Munster Championship and the Leinster Championship, with the matches that are coming, I certainly hope that there are spectators and a good volume of spectators allowed. And I hope the conditions do allow it because I just, like, some of the games there... The, the knockout will bring a real cut, a real championship cut to these games. I think the crowd there will really add to it. Okay, we're saying Cork are hotly fancied so far a monster. What what you make of Leinster, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dela, you're from Holland. Um, <laughs> so, like, uh, look, look, I think there's a bit of everything in the draw in Leinster, I must say. Um, looking in from the outside, you would be saying Leash and Dublin at the moment probably would be maybe in the back pep of the five teams that are there. I think you have kept Kilkenny and Wexford on two separate sides of the draw. Whether they'll get to the final or not, they, they competed in the Leinster final last year. Wexford winning it for the first time in a long, long time, beating Kilkenny. I actually fancy Kilkenny quietly this year to win back the crown, to win back the Bob O'Keefe. Um, but I think. You know, I think there's something for everybody in the draw in Leinster, but it wouldn't surprise me uh, one bit if you saw Kilkenny as champions there again. I, I, I think the only, the only concern I have is the news that came out of the Kilkenny County Board yesterday that there is a, the, the positive case in one of their clubs. Like, if they have an inter-county player who has been training with the club and potentially is meeting up with the inter-county panel, that now puts a variable in there, Anthony, that nobody can count for at this moment in time. So, you know, a number of months or a number of weeks back, we spoke about when the All-Ireland final would be played. I was thinking it was going to be February. In fairness, you, you said, no, it will be before Christmas. But I wasn't aware at the time that the GPA, I think, had a very big say that they wanted to play the championship completed within the calendar year. And, and that is exactly what has happened. Whereas the, like the John Horn was looking at 42,000 people potentially being in Parky or Crow Park. Um, we say maybe in the January or a February scenario. So, um, you know, for the, for, the, for the fear of repeating myself, I, I have a sneaky fancy for Kilkenny in Leinster this year. Um, and like Davy would want to, he'll obviously want to hold on to his crown and we'll wait and see how things pan out over the, the course of the next three months. Yeah, there was, a ni- there was a nice bit of PR work done anyway last night with Marty Morrissey down in Coolderry at the Coolderry. Uh, fight Harriers challenge match and Lee Chin being interviewed uh, on the pitch so does he he's a real club man not, not a county man at the moment <laughs> he, he being their most famous player it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. great to have uh, pals in high places isn't it uh, right. you can't be good we are TJ that, Galway that draw the draw in Leinster I think it's a very good draw for, Lin, for Leach and Dublin you know, I think both of them will like a game like Leach would like to kind of capitalise on last year Dublin is an opportunity for revenge in the prizes to play Kilkenny. Galway, uh, clean, one cut off Wexford to get back into a Leinster final. That's what they'll want. Obviously, with Shane and um, John Fitz there in Galway, it's hard to know what to expect. Uh, they definitely seemed to be getting better as the league was progressing. Um, they definitely get that feel. They do have a lot of players, as we will know, and they're well capable now, well capable of taking out, taking out of Wexford. So, um, I'd give them every chance but again a bit like Munster some great matches there but uh, Kilkenny I suppose as Mark said they are, look, they are always being the bar and I suppose people will have to get to there again and, and, and like, in, in, but they did in the semi-final last year against Limerick it was incredible work-wise 
any team that has TJ Reid. And again, the All-Ireland final went away from them after the sending off. So again, I mean, they, they, they'll set a strong standard. We know that. Yeah, and just just with obviously you're involved with with Thomas's Tej, would you have full access to the boys? Like obviously Thomas's would have a strong contingent with the Coonies and with Borky and and that. Yeah. What there's no agenda being set for you so far, no, like no, you've been the coach. No, definitely not. No, as in, I'm actually not back in Thomas's until next week myself, right? Um, so the Thomas's are they did a bit last week in small groups and they're back training this week. And I'm not aware of any issue there with the going set up. I do think that Galway are doing a few bits and pieces. I'm not sure whether it's training or whether it's getting together, but I'm sure the boys will want to be setting their stall out. But there will be no issue. And I do know the county final in Galway has been set for the weekend of the 26th to 27th of September, which again is given a little bit of leeway. And the fact now that Galway have a semi-final match is given that extra bit of time as well. Like So I think there is a nice bit of time. So there's a bit of fairness on both sides from, from the management to give the players to the clubs and then the county board have responded by bringing the county final that two weeks forward to that week there rather than going all the way to the weekend of October 11th. So give and take for me is the solution for inter-county managers and basically the boards. Yeah, and that's that's something we've all spoken about. And just on the draws, we don't know. Look, I, I think Limerick could be my fancy with the knowing their game plan. That's not putting you in the spot TJ having the crack with Mark there with Cork and I, t- I do think the best two draws have been Galway uh, Wexford the clean match again you, even though you would fancy Kilkenny on the other side but I think Dublin will have enough revenge in their head for Leash from last year to, to, to get Kilkenny and Dublin could be dangerous against Kilkenny coming in cold you know but you would probably fancy Kilkenny to come through but I actually think maybe the losers of the Cork Waterford match and the losers of the Galway Wexford games will struggle with the back door where the losers of the Clare Limerick match could be in a decent position, TJ. You know, uh, in, in that, you know, there's another road there. If, if, if the draw works out for you, you could have a two week break after it, build up a bit of momentum. You've no club distractions at that stage. That mightn't be the worst draw for for the worst result for those two teams, and I've said that to a few people around the county. And it's amazing we haven't won a monster since '98, like, and, yeah. and what we give for a monster now. But people are actually saying, would we be able to win it or lose it? Like, yeah, I, think, I think there's history there too, Dale, with teams getting knocked out early in the championship where they've gone away and got their house in order and have had a right rattle. Whereas, like, basically, if you get to a semi-final and run a team close or whatever and you're shattered not getting to a final you could be there for the taking the next day and I suppose look again with where Limerick and Clare at for to win a month's championship now you have to really rise at three days in possibly a matter of five weeks to get to get to the very top on day one to get to the very top seven days later and to get to the very top 14 days later again like in a period of time you nearly want to be someone like Aidan O'Brien to be able to do that three days in five weeks you know what I mean yeah. And the other, the other thing I suppose is going to play out here is, and we've, 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 I suppose it's been played out for the last number of years, is the Munster winners going straight to the semi final, Anthony, and there's a four week break, and they never seem to play well. There's going to be no four week break for them this time around. Well, you you're going to be back in action fairly soon, like, and, and, and this two weeks, two weeks, I think that's all. Yeah, right? whether it's a miss or whether it's a fact, I don't know, to be honest with you, but the, the stats would show that the, the Munster winners seem to have come off worse when they get to the semi-final. So, that's one thing that's going to change this year. Oh, yeah, and there's, and there's no doubt about it. And, and you know, from my own time as well, as I, I was saying, like that, 
every week like I, like the one great year I suppose we had with the Dubs from my point of view from winning that Leinster title was we actually played five weeks in a row like and, and it was actually better we were getting you know because confidence was growing the training was getting less and, yeah. and, and, and the freshness was coming back into the bodies before every weekend and by the time that Leinster final came around five weeks in the trough lads we were bullet for road we didn't train that week at all I think we met up on the Monday night we went out for a swim then Wednesday night then we had maybe 20 minutes fastball work and a bit of shooting and said right get in get in off the field maybe left Paul Ryan out to hit a few frees and that, that was it that was it we said we'd meet you meet you Sunday morning and we're going to go at this fresh and then just what you said there right that's a major plus for every club team in the country at the moment right because it's very focused now it's run over a two-month period Get your house in order here. Get a bit of momentum going. You know the first round is either the second last week or the last week in July. The most you can go to is probably last week in September. Eight, nine weeks, and it's all games. It's going to be very, very little training, which was, was, was most players would like. It's just games, games, games. Yeah. Like the, 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 the county championship has been launched, actually, Anthony, in, in Cork now, as of the start of the week, since the, um, the inter-county Season has been has been fully published, you know. So, do you want to run through that there? Yeah, give us um, a new system, will you? Yeah. So the, the new system it works out like this: um, week one football, week two and three hurling, and week four football. There's a break for a week to um, facilitate divisional teams and colleges. That's called week five, right. and the week six and seven hurling and football. So. After seven weeks, you have all your round-robin games played, three in hurling, three in football, and you have your divisional and colleges championship runoff as well. So in week eight, then, they have the quarterfinals down. And it, all the quarterfinals will be played if there's no crossover of clubs. So what they've done is they've left week eight and nine as quarterfinal stroke semifinals. So if there's no duplication, they'll all go ahead on week eight, if there is a duplication, some will be played week eight, week nine. Uh, on week ten, the semi-finals will be played. Again, no duplications. Hopefully, at that stage, uh, because I suppose as the longer you go on in the championship, more teams are going to be get, getting beaten. And then week eleven, which is the fourth of October, you're going to have the, the, the finals are down for hurling and football, and across all grades, everything is down for that weekend. So, you know, here we are, like. And I'm 20 years talking about this, right? About round robins, relegation and promotion, and dual players. And in, in, it has taken on the COVID virus in 2020 to actually implement all those things. And all the county board delegates and county board officials that said we couldn't run a championship in that period of time is now going to be run off. And you're including relegation, promotion, uh, round robins, okay, and dual, dual players. And division so teams. And colleges. So where and does colleges. A, where does a will where does a will there is a way? But like I, I think this is great for the club player. And obviously, you know, the extra two weeks that the GA has allowed by bringing forward has given, you know, a bit of breeding space to a lot of counties. Um, there are some counties that have taken that on board. Um, other counties obviously haven't. And and TJ, I know you were said like that um, you know, the twenty second of September. Um, I think is, is the date for the county finals in Galway and stuff. So they could have stretched it. And like Galway would be a dual county as well. But, um, you know, I don't think there's too much facilitating of inter-county managers in Cork right now. They're actually facilitating the club player. And I think that the likes of Ronan McCarthy and Kim Kingston are going to honour and respect 
the clubs and the club player and not be pressurising players to actually be at inter-county training. It's just it's one particular year. That's just the way it's going to be. And, and, and like I think Michael Dygan spoke passionately about it last night as well in terms of where he is. It's club and county, not club or county. And, you know, we all... We all came from clubs and stuff like that, and we all will finish up with our clubs as well. And the intercounty fellow needs to realise that as well. That you know, if you're lucky enough to play intercounty hurling or football, it's only a passing through for you because you will end up going back to your club. And um, I hope the intercounty manager respects that now. At this, and, and there's been a lot uh, spoken about it and wrote and, and written as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, obviously, for the listener out there, they'll only hear us, but. They're very familiar, all of them now, with Zoom calls. So we have been joined from Tralee, presumed as Tralee, Mike, um, by leash manager Mike Quirk. How's it going, big dog? I'm good. Was that a dig at me there, was it? <laughs> uh, by, by Mark <laughs> Landers, is it? Shots, shots fired early. <laughs> but Mike, Michael, as you know, right, the big ball is never allowed to be discussed on Dale's show, but I'll discuss it, no problem with you. This no, is, we, had this is we had the bomber. We had his club mate. We had his club mate on a one on one. It was great. It was the bomber. Ah, legend boy. Sing us a song. You're the piano man. By what a man. I tell you, that, that was one of my that was, that was one of my favorite ones. But on that, I suppose, Mike, we, now do we have you? I suppose, look, there's no doubt about it between Colm O'Rourke coming out and I suppose Michael Dygdon. Like, I, Michael to me is an awful honest uh, broker, right? And a genuine guy. But now the difference is for me like, that he's a county chairman. And like for a county chairman to come out as strong as he did is not what we're used to from county chairman, let's face it. He was coming out as if he was still the Sunday game guy. Mm. You know, I know it was, on, it was on news talk or whatever, but, um, you know, it was a fair, like he mentioned, hypocrisy, dishonesty, no penalties for county training. He asked the association to grow up here of balls. He asked John Horn and Tom Ryan to grow a pair of balls. It was, it was, it was fairly straight stuff now, you know. Um, and, like, I, I was a bit shocked with it. As, I wouldn't be shocked with it if it was just Dignan, as I've known him for the last 25 yeah. years. Like, But as the county chairman, I, I was a bit shocked. And, and I will say the proviso there is the few people that have said it to me and fair play to Dignan, if the rest of you spoke up as good. And I says, I wonder if Offaly weren't in the Christie ring. Would it be a bit different from, <laughs> from the Offaly chairman? So yeah. you're going to ring me now, Dignan, when you hear this and give out, don't. <laughs> yeah. But like, Mike, strong. I mean, you're the leash manager. I don't know what club structure is up there now for Eddie, Eddie and yourself are the two outside managers there. Like, and, you know, um, how we, yeah, we, we've been talking about the likes of Liam Cahill in Wadford and, and uh, Shane O'Neill in, in Galway. Um, yeah, and, and, and stuff like that, you know, outside managers and how, how they're feeling about it. And everyone wants to do the best they can do. I mean, you want the end of your year. For sure. You know, somebody Quirk did a great job at least. Yeah. But I, I think, I think they are really, you know, this, this year is so strange and, and we're so fortunate, first of all, to have the prospect of games coming down the track. I think that, that should be the, the preface for everything. Like, that a month ago, we didn't think we'd be in this position. So, so now, now we have to adapt to this one. And like, I, my, only, my only issue with, with what Michael Dignan said, I, I, I thought everything he said was, was spot on. I don't think he said anything that was, was inaccurate. My, my only problem is this kind of, the, the prevailing narrative now is that all inter-county managers and all counties are doing the same stuff. 
which which is just not the way it is, you know. Maybe there's counties that are doing stuff that are training now. There's people saying there was counties training through the whole pandemic. And and my my issue is I would love those people. Like he talked he talked about the association growing a pair of balls. I would love people that have actual proof that that stuff is going on to stand up and, and, and show your balls and go and call them out on it and, and make something happen. Because because at the moment, now everybody is dealing in hearsay and, and whispers about rumors. Maybe this guy is there training up there and, and then we should start training. And, and it's just, it's not the way it's going on across the board. Like I, I actually listened to him on the way down from Leash. I was on up doing a workshop with the club coaches and the approach that we've taken above Delo is, is one to try and work with the clubs as opposed to try and work against them and, and try and pull the players away on Monday nights and do sessions that really you're not going to get a huge value out of anyway. And if someone of them breaks down the session with us and they're out for their club championship games the weekend, then we're like, that looks terrible on everybody. And, and I wouldn't like to, to be standing over that. So, so we're, we're, we're actively trying to work with the club coaches, uh, with the strength and conditioning guys, with our own fellow who has, who has our guys on GPS and who are monitoring their load and are trying to, positively influence what the clubs are doing with the players, all of them across the board. So whether that's the content of their sessions, that it's more based around the game and where we can help them there, or the physical loading, where some players just went back and did a huge amount of work very quickly, and, and, and our guy is trying to give them a bit of advice about how best to manage their loads so that they don't break down. So that's, that's our approach to the whole thing. And, and like we're, we're looking at our county final is going to be played on the weekend of the 3rd and 4th of October. And, and we play our National League on the 17th. Now, for us, the National League game against West Sweden for men are absolutely huge games. They're our most important games of the year. I just so want to say, just on yeah. that, Mike, just on that, like, and I know your draw would be Lout and, or Longford, Longford yeah. and then the Dubs probably, assuming they beat Westmead, which probably most people would feel would be end the road, like, no back door. Mm. Like, is, are those two league games more vital in your mind Absolutely. now than the championship? If you win the two of those, the likelihood is you can hit nine points, is it? Yeah, if we win the two of those, we'll be in the mix to get promoted. If we lose the two of those, we'll be in the mix to get relegated. If we win one and, and lose one, we stay in the division. And, and like the impact of that, obviously, next year is that if you, if you get relegated to Division 3, now, now you're playing in the Talton Cup and you're not, you're not, you don't qualify for the Sam Maguire. And for Leash and the County Board and their people, they're very anxious that, that we maintain our status in the senior thing. So you're trying to, you're trying to marry being very fair to the clubs and, and then trying to be fair to the, to the inter-county guys as well and making sure that you're giving them a fair crack. And, and look, I mean, I would have liked three clear weeks. I would have loved to have the head of county field final push back a week and given us three clear weeks with everybody to prepare. There wasn't a B, they couldn't make it happen. Look, they're trying to run a dual schedule with hurling and football all the way through. Um, so we, we're going to have two weeks, which, which is probably going to boil down to about two quality sessions with everybody, you know, in, in that period. Uh, and we just have to make do. And we got to try and make sure that what they're doing in their clubs for the next month and eight weeks is going to be is the best quality that they've ever gotten. And if we can influence them and try and help them and give them a bit of support, then that's, that's the way we're trying to go down. So I, my, my only beef is that every county is not doing the same thing. And if we're, if we're going to adhere to that, then it's only fair that those teams that we're going to be competing with should be held to the same standard and are doing the same thing. And, and obviously the point that Michael Dagan was making was, you know, like you can you don't train before the 14th, lads, but if you do no one's going to give you a sanction or, or there's no repercussions. So, obviously, yeah. did, it's going did, to be very hard then. Did the GAA lads in general, did they, did, they, did they make a rod to bait themselves with by saying no county training until the 14th of September? Like, in, in fairness, if you're oh, yeah. not, like, the system in Clare is first round you play, which is a ridiculous system. The first round is like a challenge match. 
you win your first round, you play a loser of a first round the following week or two weeks. And then if you're beaten by them, you're out. So Clarecastle could conceivably, maybe it's inconceivable now to some people, could beat Six Mile Bridge and Kilmaley and Ina Kilnamona could meet and you could meet Ina Kilnamona maybe and have no advantage got for beating Six Mile Bridge. Like it's, it's absolutely, you, you know. But what, look, what date is that there or then? What date would that be? So they're, they're, they're kicking off on the 24th on the t- on 24th now which is virtually four weeks like you know yeah. so and then you could be out then conceivably on maybe the 6th or 7th of August and yeah. by the way then you're not supposed to train with Brian Lohan until yeah. the 14th of September sure yeah. well, like the, that's, that's, is that the reason they've drawn back on saying sanctions or were they not man enough to say look we made a mistake with that date we, we're going to put no date on county training um, and, and we're going to say look if the clubs that are still in it are proceeding, that they, they stay with their clubs, obviously, and give their focus. But like, you could be down to six county players being missing for the, around semi-final time, TJ. Couldn't, like, conceivably. I know in Limerick now, you, you probably have a lot of the hot pots in the hurling, but in some counties, you could be down to six, seven county panellists for the last four. You could. And I think the two things just said there, Dale. First of all, the statement about the 14th of September for a return was, I think, the rod that beat themselves with. I, I think that caused a lot of confusion, a lot of hassle. There's plenty of county teams who can get together this month, do a lot of group work, do a lot of work together, whether it's on tactics, whether it's on video analysis. Is that constituted as training? We don't know, but they can do a lot of work. And a lot of the wise managers are doing that, right? The other thing is, which is a major factor, as you said there, if your club is out of the championship, Right? Well, then you need to get training with inter-counties. You can't go from doing nothing for a month to go full on on September the 14th. Right? And the last thing here right, is, and I might be sound unfair to some clubs, right? but the majority of clubs here, their training is very structured. They're good men involved. They do understand sports science and what a player is doing with his county, and they understand what he has to do. Right? But there are some clubs still right, that just don't understand the inter-county scene and don't understand what has to be done by a player and those players need to be monitored on a weekly basis. So there's an awful lot of give and take required here, right? And I think with the county board, right, basically, an inter-county manager and an understanding of the club scene, the solution is in there, right? Yeah, and I, I like to be honest, but I have a lot of time for Michael Dignan, right? Because you can't tear everyone with the same brush, right? And rather than pointing out problems and problems and problems here, we're in a good time, right? We're looking forward to matches. We're trying to get crowds to go to matches sit down, sort it out amongst men. There is a load of intelligent boys around the table here, right? And somebody said to me during the week, right, that a foolish man complains of his torn pocket, right, while the wise man uses it as an opportunity to scratch his conqueror's dello. You know that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Larry, it's the weekly, it's the weekly Gary Spillane classic. <laughs> Jesus does one every time he's on now, I'll tell you about <laughs> the, the gag from Gary Spillane. <laughs> but you know, on that, Mark, he makes a good point. Like, I'm thinking of now, I don't know now, but I would have heard will say that St. Ida's, Shemi Harnady's club would be yeah. very, very low standard would it be fair look, to say it's a, it's, a ju- it's a junior hurling club it's it's look it's no disrespect and, no um, no i'm not trying to be disrespectful I, 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 either abso- like. i know that i, un- yeah. I understand that. but like like certainly there is a vast difference between you know going training with a lead playing junior or a lead playing intermediate or senior there's no point in saying otherwise and that's not being disrespectful and yeah. he's he's probably his one individual that you could pick out now and and he's maybe an isolated scenario um 
But certainly, the, the trick that has been missed here is the 14th of September. What probably John Horn and, and Tom Ryan would have been better off doing is saying, once your club player is out of championship, yeah. you know, he should be allowed to play inter-county because the player where you're inter-county or club are allowed back into the field and they're allowed to train. So there's no issue from an insurance point of view. So once you're out of championship, you should be allowed to go back to play or train inter-county straight away. I suppose what, what John Horn and them were trying to um, protect is the club player that you don't have an inter-county manager shouting down the phone at a club player saying, listen, I know you're in the county semi-final, but I don't care. You have to be up here training in Limerick or Cork or Wexford or Kerry or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. They're trying to avoid that happening as well. And like, there's enough pressure on inter-county fellas to try and serve a couple of different masters. And by putting the 14th on it, oh, saying all that, they've brought it forward two weeks. So maybe, maybe the GA should go back and consider the 14th of September and bring that back maybe to the first week of September. For, for me, and I go back to you, Mike, like, you know, that was the, I think they just weren't big enough to back down and say, look, we, we let each county decide we'd urge that everybody would come together. It's been a unique year. Jesus, lads, anyone that watched Primetime Investigates last night, like, you know, to see the scenes in James's hospital, I think, you know, why for one year could we not just cooperate? I think TJ's, you know, has hit the nail on the head here. This is good news, isn't it? Mike, would you be planning like that you would be able to do a few walkthroughs and you'd be able to get them on a night, maybe a Wednesday night, you know, club training would be Tuesday, Thursday, that you'd get them together, you'd do a video session and that kind of thing? We'll, we'll, we'll do some stuff online, you know, is, is the plan. Like, I, if, if guys like we've, like, take John O'Loughlin, for example. John O'Loughlin's playing, you know, hurling and football for his club, so he's out four nights a week. So I don't really want to burden him by, by you know, getting him out another night. So John O's still in Dublin, Mike? No, he's down now. He's moved back down. to Rosnallis. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was with Bridget, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was. So he's, this is his first year back down. So he's playing I, I, near, I nearly home. tried to poach you. At one stage, you know. yeah, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you didn't succeed. But like, so I mean, I don't want to take him out of fifth night. So we'll we'll do some stuff on on, on Zoom and and you know go through some video stuff and and all that walkthrough stuff that we can now do online that we wouldn't even have thought of a couple of months ago before we had this facility. So we'll 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 make it as 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 uh, as you know time intensive as as it needs to be. But nothing going to be nothing like that major. But like I I I honestly do think that'll change as well. The 14th, I think they will say. You know, and they have they have kind of adapted to these things as it's gone on. And I think the sensible approach is once you get eliminated from your club championship and you're a part of the county panel, there should be no reason that you're excluded from getting together and, and training as a group. And I and I think that'll probably come down the line next few weeks as well. Mike, Mike can I ask you a question? Um, if if you're in charge of the Kerry football team at the moment now, and you have um, you're probably in the top two teams in the country at the moment, looking for uh, to win the the Sam Maguire. Would you be taking uh, the approach that you're taking at the moment with Leash? I think it's a, I think it's easier to take that approach. Uh, I think like for for Peter Keane and for Kerry, when they come back, they have two national league games that are really not hugely important to their their campaign, uh, and then they'll have another couple of weeks. They, they, I think they'll have six weeks after the 14th of September until they play Cork in the semi final of Munster straight knockout. Six weeks because the two national league games are irrelevant to them. Whereas for us. The national league games are to be on a lend off, and they're the ones that are hitting us right at the start of the, uh, you know, the start yeah. of the thing when we come back. So I think it's easier to take that approach when when they're not as consequential. But I just don't think like, there's like there's loads of there's loads of adversarial stuff going on all at the moment between different clubs and, and counties and 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 county managers are pissing people off and and you know the clubs aren't aren't happy with their lot in some cases. 
So I, like the, what we've tried to do is just try to find the best solution for everybody and, and, and try to, if we can improve the, what's happening in the clubs along the way, then great. And long term, that'll be of benefit for the county team down the line. But for the year that's in it, I, you know, like somebody, one of you mentioned, I don't know who it was, mentioned freshness there. Maybe it was you, Delo. Like, these guys will finish their club campaign and, and the, the, the idea of, of being locked away with a county team for six months and, and mentally how draining that can be on guys, I think we'll get a little bit of bounce from the fact that we're not going to be together for ages. They should be relatively fit from, from you know, the work we can do, looking at their GPS and playing all their club games. And then they're coming into a totally new and fresh environment again, playing big games. I think we'll get a little bit of a bounce and, and, and hopefully it'll, it'll, uh, it'll stand to us, you know? I think you could be on to something big time there. I, I actually think, and the rumour has it, as you said, we've all heard it, we, we've mentioned that before you came on, the rumour had it, some counties hardly took a break at all, you know. I think they'll suffer. I honestly don't think you can keep the pressure on a bunch of young fellas for, for as long as, as, as we're expecting here. Just on the football, Mike, are you a bit, like, to listen to Spillane there Sunday night now, and I'm just glad he's a football pundit now. He's, Great county man of yours and one of the greatest footballers I ever saw. But I just felt sorry for Wheelow trying to finish any statement without <laughs> Peck coming back in. Like no, he mentioned about no no back door in the football. Yeah, like that, and we're we we've been on about here like about would we would Claire Limerick be better off to lose and yeah. go to the back door for for having a, a lash off the All Ireland like or even Cork or Watford. Um, so would you have would you have thrown thrown it out this year and said let's go for a thirty two county. With a backdoor, oh, yeah. you would have told. Uh, yeah. even, even, even if there was no backdoor, I, I just think they missed a, a great opportunity to go and throw your 32 names into a hat and maybe seed your Dublins and Kerrys if you want and, and you know, keep the big boys away for a couple of rounds. But, but do that and, and you'd throw up some absolutely brilliant games. And, and whether there was a backdoor or not, I think it would it, be such a novel approach that I think everybody would buy into it and give it a right lash. And, and for the year that's in it, like, you're never going to get a better chance to do something like that in Gaelic football. Like, you know, to stick with the provincial systems this year, I just thought it was, you know, it was very conservative. You know, I thought out of all years, with the way that the whole management committee worked at head office, I thought it was just a beautiful opportunity to say, okay, lads, we're going to, we're going to do it this way. We're going to just have a cut off it and see how it works. And, and I just think it would have been a massive success if they had done it. But um, now we just have to get on with what we have. And obviously, when you're in a province with Dublin, the team who won five in a row, it's a very daunting kind of a prospect. But hopefully a few more like Jack McCaffrey will walk away and, and, uh, and level it out a small bit. Well, there's, there's one. And, and, and you, you know Jack McCaffrey, I suppose he's an old man. He already took a year out to go off to Africa. And mm. very much reminds me of Rory O'Carroll, who I didn't know on True My Kilmacud. Times as well, Rory do like Rory was came back and played two hurling matches last year, and just we we're about to knuckle down to the real serious stuff. He says, Adele, I won't be able for the boat, I'm going to stick with the football. And I said, Rory, <laughs> did I do something to you in another life? <laughs> I don't know about like I already lost out on the county side of it with him. Like, yeah. I mean, he would have been he would have been full back, I suppose, for the Dublin hurlers for as long as he wanted. He was that good of a hurler as well. But I said, did I do something for you in a past life that you heard about now, you know? But that, that's the Jack McCaffrey thing. The other side of it, like the David Goff thing, like just saying like he's not willing to, to put things on the line there, like in terms of bringing home something. Or, and we spoke before you came on as well about the outbreak in, in a senior club in Kilkenny that mm. a guy has tested positive already. And we don't know protocols, as all Marty Morrissey said on, on his report, uh, will be followed. So we don't know whether that club has to stand back for a while from playing challenge matches or, you know. So there's, there's, a, there's a whole pile of unknowns that we were talking about, Mike, before you came on. 
yeah, it's still it's still very murky water. Like, and 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 that's why I still think we we should be very grateful to be in the position that we are, where where the prospect of games, you know, looks more likely than not. And 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 again, if if like it's very petty then to be to be trying to, you know you know, steal a march on somebody by, by keeping fellas away from their clubs or whatever. If fellas can get games here at this time of year and, and, and we can do as much as we can to facilitate that safely, then, you know, we should be doing everything we can to, to make it happen. And, 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 like, who knows, Dale? Maybe come, you know, August, September, October, maybe, maybe this thing spikes again and, and, and maybe we're, you know, having a very different conversation. But um, as, we, as we are now, we just have to try and manage it as best we can. And, and I really just think that, you know, there should be a, a bit more of a prudent approach from everybody just to, to be as fair as we can to the clubs and, and make sure then that we're helping out those clubs to, to help deliver as, as good as they can, you know? And Mike, that's what I was saying. I, I think most county inter-county managers today and most strength and conditioning coaches have enough intelligence to know that and want the best for their players, both club and inter-county. I, I do think that will happen. One thing I was going to say there, Mike, was like as an inter-county manager, well, myself and Dale are well free from those stresses now at this stage and long gone and won't be going back. But for me anyway, Dale is definitely doing back soon. No but comment. Has the summer been kind of... Uh, difference, I suppose, maybe less or more stressful. Are you trying to do so much stuff online, or is it all over the place, really? Yeah, like at the start, we were doing a pile online, you know, and on, on, on using this, and, and Jesus Christ, you were doing quizzes, and you were doing talent shows, and you were doing, you know, it, it was more to try and maintain the kind of social engagement of the whole right. thing rather than get any kind of, you know, meaningful kind of work done. And and uh, and we were doing some sessions online, then you know, a couple of sessions and yoga and all this kind of stuff and then eventually we just shut it all down because you know who knew what was coming so we, we just took a break from the whole thing so it's only now really we're, we're, we're starting to get that bit of a buzz back again and and, uh, and starting to actually make plans and to get up and talk to the club coaches last night and now talk to talk to the players and, and, and the other side of it is I like it's a great thing I you know for the players I think now I, like I'm after putting it out to them that your performance in the in the in the club championship for your club will, will dictate now your place in the panel. Like we, we don't have a whole lot of time to get you into form or get you, you know, super fit. So your performances for your club are, are gonna go a long way towards, you know, maybe there's guys that weren't even on our panel that'll put yeah. their hand up in the club championship and say, Jesus Christ, yeah. this guy this guy's on fire. Let's get him in. Yeah. And and I've told our fellas that that's a really live possibility, you know, and, and they could go the other way as well if guys aren't performing. And that's not by way of a trick, but it's just it's a way to try and get these fellas to, you know, approach their, their club training and club games is the same way that they would a national league game or a, or a or a championship game. And then if you do that, then you know everybody's going to be in a good enough, you know, good enough space, and, and it's wide open, and that's great for everybody in the county. I think you know. Good shop window in Paris, all right, Jack. Yeah. So for somebody who's trying to get back in the first fifteen, it's a great opportunity, or somebody who might be next to say maybe towards the south yeah. of the league or whatever. So yeah, but super tight show up in the Mara Shanahan is a is a fellow comes to yeah. mind there straight okay. away. No, TJ, he he has come out and openly spoken about it that he was very disappointed to be left off the water for penalty by Liam Cahill. And if the likes of Liz Moore could get to a county semi final, a county final, and he has a, a very good game, well, I mean. You know, maybe the inter-county manager will certainly take a second look at him. And, and the same with that, like on, on the Clare football side of things, where Gary Brennan and Jamie Malone had gone to Colum Collins instead of going travelling for the year, which is obviously out the window. Now, I don't know whether they're back or not. I know Jamie did a bit of a, an interview that he said he was going to come back and give everything to his club and, and and see how it goes. But Jesus said, if you're Colum Collins, you're on the floor there straight away. I mean, they're probably the best midfielder and the best forward he had going yeah. on the last few seasons 
Gary would be obviously acknowledged as one of the best midfielders in the country. Like you know, yeah, absolutely. And, and even in, in our own case, there we, a young lad I mentioned in, in one of our other shows as Bobby Duggan. You know, he, was, he couldn't really do the training because of an ankle, constant ankle problem. But it got a, got a bit of surgery, and, and um, you know, he's back now, nearly flat out with the club, and he's they've made him captain of the club team, and. You know, like he's a fella you could see TJ in that first round match out of the blue. Tell us, you know, what's what's story with Peter Duggan? I don't know. Did Peter come home or not uh, when the outbreak came? Ah, you do, Dale. Tell the truth. I don't. I hear. I nearly know more about what had been going on in other counties than in Clare's. <laughs> I, I think Dougie's away still. I, I'd have heard it, I'd say, if he was home. John, you know, that kind of a. Would you better get that confirmed for me for next week? I will. I'll sort all that for you. I'll sort all Lohan is you well tutored, Dale, by. Lohan, and I went through, I soldiered with Lohan often, <laughs> often enough not to be talking behind his back or <laughs> about things like. Lohan used to, we used to meet journalists in pubs after the matches, like Johnny Kellner, now, who'd be a great friend of ours and was an ex All Star. And Johnny was on our fundraising committee, but he used to write a little column for a freebie newspaper, a great paper now it's gone. Jesus, it must be going for 40 years, the County Express, once a month. And it was Kellnan's Candid Corner. And I remember sitting in a pub with Lohan one day after a Munster semi-final, two of us, two pints. In comes Kellnan on his lunch break with the soup and sandwich down to us anyway. So the next thing was soup, sandwich and a pint for Kell. <laughs> Ring the office there and cancel whatever appointments you have. But then Lohan was inclined to, Kellnan had some, comment, uh, some commentary coming up to the match. You know, maybe Lohan had been slightly out of form or something. You know, but typically, of course, Lohan then savaged whoever was full forward in the Munster semi-final anyway. And uh, he said, is there something up, Brian? He says to him for a finish. And Lohan just said, journalist. <laughs> what, <what> wouldn't talk. <laughs> it, took, it took him about five points to loosen up. So I'm not going to upset him on this, I tell you that much. <laughs> uh, Mike, just another little angle on it, like, uh, on the 20th of December, would the 24 mm. five-year-old Mike Quirk under Peter Keane have been stepping up against the Dubs in Croker Jeez. to hit a penalty to win? Yeah. The, it's four-all on penalties. The Narries man is up to win the... Or maybe to Amazing, keep... Amazing, isn't it? Whatever about to win it, like, is one thing. Like, oh, the, yeah. the one to yeah, keep you in it. Oh, yeah. It's four, yeah. It's four-all. No one has missed... Jesus, lads, how are fellas like Spillane did? Bring, that was about the bit I enjoyed about Spillane. He would, you know, I wouldn't like to be that fella going back to that yeah. county. He said, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." Just like, walking like, like a real, like that's, a real never, that's never leaving you. Like that, that stain is never going to leave you. You missed that penalty, you know. Now, to be fair, Tim, I like his idea about a, a like a golden score idea is probably a, a fair way to do it. Play your five minutes and the first team to score wins, you know, for the, for the sake of everybody. Ah, uh, Jesus, Mike! Uh, all right, in Hurland that would work because someone would get a point for ninety yards. <laughs> Jesus, in football, everyone would go back, go back. The whole Kerry, shooting match. Kerry Dublin, all Ireland final on the twentieth of December. There'll be there'll be someone to score in the last five minutes. All right, um, but like what a, what a, what a time for a game of football! It's for an All Ireland final, or you know, and the hurling on the week before, or whatever it is, under lights or something on a Saturday evening above the puck back. Jesus. We'll never again see the likes of it in our lifetime. Like so, these are. I just think it's the next few months are going to be once everything keeps going the way they're going. Like it's just going to be such an exciting time for everybody with the club games and, and rolling into that kind of a company schedule. It's just going to be brilliant. Yeah, no, just on that rule there. What, like, would you rather the Munster hurling final or the All Ireland hurling semi-finals? Is, is has there a decision been made on them in terms of finish on the day? Everything yeah. is finished. Everything, everything is day. finished on the day. But did they go to penalties, Matt? 
yeah. yeah. Well, there'll be there'll be extra time, I presume, if the match, if the normal match finishes a draw, you'll have extra time, yeah. and then you'll have then you'll have penalties. Yeah. It's the same as the club, so because I know most club games are finished on the day, and then only the final will go to a replay. I think that's what most counties have decided. There's one other thing there about clubs. There's no situation in clear is right. Some clubs have used this idea of no relegation and no promotion, right? Whatever about relegation, right? Like, if my team won a Premier Intermediate and Intermediate or Junior, right, and they were told that because of the year, I'd be fair tick now if we couldn't go up. I, I would be very much against, like, yeah. whatever about the relegation side of it, if they can work something out for the following year, I, I could see some bit of forgiveness there, but I couldn't forgive a county for not letting a team be promoted if they won, if they won their respective championship. Yeah, credit, credit where it's due to the Clare County Board now, Tej. You win the intermediate championship, you go up, no one goes down, but then two go down next year. And That's the winners fine. are the intermediate. So that everyone knows. And in fairness, to no relegation, I kind of half agree with this year as well. Uh, you know, because it's, it's a weird year and not that. But there is no, the, the winners of the intermediate championship will be playing senior championship next year, which is something that's bang on, I think. And, and then everyone knows two to go down next year. Would you have right. stepped up to have hit a penalty mark, would you? No, no, and, 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 and I, I, like, I like taking them for the club, to be honest with you. I, I remember I got one free to take in the championship, actually, against ye TJ in 2001. Today. Oh, I didn't know if you were football or in there, right? <laughs> Soccer, introvers, when I was about 17 or 18 years of age. Um, but no, I, I, I actually took one free in a championship match, and I hit a wide against Limerick, actually, down in Parky Cueve in 2001. Yes, I remember yeah. that. That was the Indian then. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the last three I took in there, I can tell you. But I, I, I can tell you, if I got Parry Horn after that game, I can tell you I'd have a few choice words of them. We were beaten by a point by Limerick. Barry Foley cut the ball over the bear from under the covered stand side, and it was the only match ever played in the history of J. There was no extra time, Dela. Right? Put that one in your pipe and smoke it now. No Jesus. extra time ever. He blew it in seventy minutes. I played in one. It was an All Ireland semi final mark, and it was. Blowing two minutes before any extra time was thought about. <laughs> Cost me fucking lifting Liam McCarthy for the third time, kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't like, remember games. Do you know the, the one? Yeah, I don't remember any of that. Suit. TJ, were you a back or a forward at that stage? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, that's one of the small anomalies with the penalties is, and you remember this, TJ, in the match that Claire and, and Limerick played the very cold day that went to the 65 shootout. Oh, yeah. And Les, the five boys nailed their 65s, which is fair going now for a first time ever. You nominated five mm. fellas, you're the takers. Five all. And it had to go back to the first fella again, mm. like, oh, Jesus, like, this fair. And he missed, I think, then for Clare. I think whoever was first for Clare missed. And then the Limerick lad scored and it was all over. Like, yeah, the only thing I found that, too, that, that night, too, Dale, no, my relationship with referees is improving all the time. But I did find on that particular I game, come here. I, you didn't even go back to the challenge match yet, Myth. <laughs> no, sorry, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're having Christy Brown on great terms at the moment, right? But uh, what I would say about referees in extra time when it's heading for penalties is nearly the referee is leaning towards the draw. Do you know the team that's a point up, he won't give them the free. And the team that's a point down, he gives them the free handy. So like, we could probably possibly see it. Even the referee nearly wants penalties at that stage. So we could even have a bit of that. But anyway, as I said, my seven referees were were sorted. But can, can you see fellas going at the end of the at the end of extra time and they're bringing out their piece of paper, right, lads? Here's the first five fellas now to be taking the penalties and they're writing down the names and 
the fellas that were very brave before the game to take a penalty, all of a sudden he's been substituted during the match. I said, Jesus, Brian, I don't think I can take a penalty today. I'd be hand this over. But if he if if he substituted, he, he can't take a penalty. As far as I know, he left to finish the game. Like he left to be on the first fifteen yeah, at the so, time, isn't it? So so Hoggy can forget about being taken off any day <laughs> next to time. He like you know. taken off. I can tell you, if you can get five penalty takers, it'll be interesting. Yeah, but for for me, what was awful wrong that night, TJ, was you stood up right. I think it was Peter Duggan went up first for Clare. And like it was all new to us now, and it was a, it was an anti climax because sixty five was no man or man or. It was either a long shot wide or a point, you know. Yeah. And they scored them. And you imagine the relief you got, like, that there was, there was four more Clare fillers and there was five Limerick fillers to go. Yeah. And you wouldn't be, ah, someone is going to miss. And the next thing, there was five all. And it was back to you. Back to you, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Up you go. <laughs> and that, but that was, that, like, that's one of the great things about the soccer shootouts. The sudden death in, like, where another fella who has been playing maybe left full for the whole game, <laughs> you the curly finger. He's not not being called off. He's been called up to take one. Like, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. can see you can see the color running out of his face as he's walking up to take it. Like, you know, so yeah, yeah, Larry, you're saying something there in the comments there. How come it's only what you say, Larry? How come they only let five take it? Uh, couldn't they let? Shouldn't it go to all fifteen there? Or shouldn't they let them all have a go? I know, but I mean, if it goes to sudden death, like, why, why, why well, yeah, that's that's uh, yeah, but that is like it was the same as that night that only the five guys nominated will hit the penalty. So if it winds up three all, number one, one Phil, I'll go back up again. Imagine missing two to lose the All Ireland for Cork. <laughs> <laughs> Landers, we... missed, Landers missed it the first time and then he missed it the sixth time as well. <laughs> I would tell there's a lot to be said, though, for, for if you give them an extra five minutes and say, why well, is the first score, the first score wins it here. Like, it's, it's you're rewarding a fella, it's like golf, you're rewarding a fella for winning a hole with a birdie as opposed to another fella losing it with a bogey. Like, Correct. and, and fuck, I, I just, I just think you're giving, you're giving fellas the chance here to, to win it by being positive and by creative as opposed mm. to hoping the other fella loses. And yeah. Jesus, that's some hole that you don't want to be in, lads, for a couple of months. Like, if you look at the, the, the score lines in the other and final football for the last number of years and how many draws and replays we've had, like you would have had a couple of penalty shootouts there between Dublin Kerry, Dublin Mayo, and there'd be a lot of fellas hanging their heads after it because it's yeah. not it's not something that, that we do, obviously. I wonder though if Mike I wonder if Mike Quirk and Leash take the dubs to the second period of extra time. Oh fucking penalties! Penalties <laughs> <I tell you. laughs> yeah, All day long. That's, 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 you know. that, yeah, I think the underdog will take his chances at the 50-50. Oh, he will. He will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No we were doubt. watching Nor was it the other, the other day? Was it Norwich, Norwich and Man United? Was it uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the FA Cup? Yeah, they thought they were home and hosed and, and going to penalties with extra time. The goal came, but uh, that's great stuff as always. Um, great chat. Just for a Sorry, yeah. We need to give Liverpool no mention. Back in top of the tree. Great week for all Liverpool fans out there. I'm sure what every club and inter-county manager will be looking for for the next number of weeks. Consistency, work ethic, pressing, relentlessness, belief in each other, the manager, the whole lot. Great week for Liverpool, Little. Why didn't you say heavy metal hurling? <laughs> I'm going to go back before we finish up to another one of our uh, most notorious pundits. I had we Dyden and Spillane already. Like I'm going to go back to Joe Brawley, what he wrote about the Liverpool fans going around a wee one the league. Who the fuck are they? Like 
Are they down the pitch in Dungiven? <laughs> They're all the lads with the yellow crown paints there. I've never seen so many of those jerseys in the last three or four weeks. Well, I tell you, I went for a swim yesterday and uh, I was coming out of Kilrush and I saw this big red and white flag. Now, I wasn't in Cork, obviously, uh, and Liverpool. I just thought... Sorry now, TJ, but I just had to pull up the car only for I knew the host that was in it. I could have got the, the lard bit out of me to pull the flag down. And I'm not, I'm not against Liverpool winning the league, I'll put it to that way. But Jesus, fellas flying flags about it over here, huh? Here. Anyway, another mad week done. Well done, well done. And Mike, thanks a million for joining us there. And obviously, you're one of the, the managers that TJ needs to talk to know about his performance with the referees as we go into the Galway Championship and the Limerick Championship now, because he needs to find the zen that Big Dog has on the sideline because he's been put out of pitches, he's been brought into pitches, and he's coming up with classic one-liners here on the Irish Examiner podcast every time we have him, which is great to have him at the same time. And he's still in the office flat out there. Yeah, flat out, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Right, Mind yourselves. Thanks, Thanks a million. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.